figure I'm from the snow and that made me a cold nigga I'm getting bands for a show nigga I went from hips to bitches to fucking gold diggers I'm losing money, I need an accountant I made it my nigga, there's no way around it I'm making my way while you boys at the fountain You doubting now I'm at the top of the mountain I'm so ahead of myself I'm so ahead of myself Nowadays I'm declining features, know why? Cause I can do it better myself I gotta keep it a hundred, I fuck up a check so the commas gon' run up 2015 was practice I'm finna take over winter and body the summer Cool. Mama once told me these bitches gon' pick and choose The one thing I love about women and winning, you never lose Me, I don't love them, me, I don't love them, you know that I stick and move No, no, no My next guest is a rapper who originates from Toronto, Canada. He's been nominated and won awards for his music, and his biggest song to date is Dead or Alive. In 2018, he took a two-year hiatus, and within that time, moved to L.A. In 2020, he released a string of singles, and now in 2021, it definitely seems like he's gearing up for something big. It's my pleasure to introduce Jazz Cartier. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today I'm with a very special guest, the one and only Jazz Cartier. What's up? I do it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mess it up, but for, yeah. you definitely got it right. <laughs> for the longest time, I'll, I'll admit, I did say like Cartier, but that's not it. It's all good. It's all good. No, it's Cartier. But, you know, <laughs> I like that you got it first try. We didn't even rehearse this. You thank know? you. Thank you. I tried my best. So you grew up in Toronto, but now you're in, we've well, been all over the place from under my, like from listening to your interviews, but like now you're here in the States for sure. Yeah. LA. Yeah. I like, I grew up everywhere pretty much. You know, um, I was, I was, uh, born in Toronto. And then when I was young, like nine or 10, um, my mom got remarried. My stepdad's in the military. And then through that, I kind of just like started traveling a lot. And by the time I graduated high school, I was at like 13 schools. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. <laughs> so I spent like like a good chunk of like, you know, my, my like earlier years in the States. So it's not like, you know, super foreign to me. You know, I, I went to school in like Connecticut, Houston. Atlanta, Virginia, Maine, Idaho. Jeez. So like, I've been all over. Is is Toronto like the LA version of Canada, basically, or is there a different city that tops Toronto? Oh, I would say like Toronto's more New York, and okay. um, Vancouver's more LA. Although Toronto is a mix of both New York and LA in terms of like, you know. A metropolitan city and the things you can do within the city yeah vancouver has more of like you know the wilderness and 
nature and all that stuff. Sounds like it's good for an artist though to like do like an artist retreat in Vancouver. I mean, yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind, but I like the, I like the the noise that I get from the city. You know, I, I can't be somewhere that's too quiet. Yeah. If, if I'm not living there, you know what I'm saying. So, what made you decide to move to LA? Is it just like the biggest hotspot, basically, for music, or? Yeah, you know, it just like <clears throat> in all actuality, it just made the most sense. You know, in terms of like what I want to do, what I'm trying to achieve, and you know. The relationships I'm trying to build and just getting in like putting myself in like a new environment that I'm like you know starting from ground zero because I feel like I've, I've already accomplished a lot back home and um, you know I could stay there and you know and like things would be cool but then then there's no like fire under my ass you know what I'm saying it's kind of mm. just like too many yeses and not that many no's, you know what I mean? And I, and I wanted to come somewhere where it's like, you know, I'm back at the bottom of the totem pole. I'm working my way up. And it's been like three years now, you know, um, I'm, doing, I'm doing pretty good for myself. So it's like a fresh start, but I feel like your name probably carries over to the States, of course, right? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That's good. I, um... So I was listening to one of your interviews and like, I think you were saying like in elementary school, you went to like an all white school and you're like one of the only black kids, right? Yeah. That actually happened a lot. Dude, I can completely relate. I went to, I lived um, in East Seattle growing up and from preschool through high school, I was one of the only black kids. So imagine that. Through high school? (laughs) Through high school. Jesus. Yeah, man. That's uh, you're strong. Yeah, I've I've been told though that um, I'm a 40 year old white male in a black man's body, but <laughs> traits. But you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't give them all the credit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so, how is how is you know L A changed your music? Like it's definitely different from Canada. So I feel like there's like anyone who wants to be anyone goes to LA. So you must be musically influenced there, right? Yeah. You know, um, I'm just surrounded by artists 24 seven, you know, Toronto, I think we're, we're like bedroom artists where, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's some collaborative effort, but we just spend most of our time cooped up in our cribs, coming up with ideas, making music, all that stuff. But out here, it's kind of just like, <clears throat> you got to be ready at, at, at any given moment because, you know, you could be at one studio, someone's next door making something, they pop into your room and then, you know, I'm seeing something happens or you could be getting something to eat and then someone so gives you a call that you got to fly all the way to Burbank or West Hollywood, go to the studio and like studio hop all night. So like, it's like, a, it's the, there's, there's more studio culture, which makes you sharpen your sword every single day. Mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Um, and it's not a day goes by where I'm not making or thinking about music. Right. Yeah. Do you feel like you fanboy out here in LA though? Like, cause like you're just running into artists left and right. No, 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 I don't think, um, hmm, 
Have I ever fanboyed out? Couldn't say I have. There's some dope ass artists I've interviewed in LA though. Like, do you know who Azizi Gibson is? Yeah. It's my I feel dog. like you know him? Yeah. Oh shit. He was one of my first interviews when the pandemic hit. Yeah, man. Azizi's a home. We actually um I could see you guys working together. <laughs> we actually have uh we actually have the same housekeeper. Oh shit. Yeah, I fuck with him a lot. He's tight. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I've ever fanned out over somebody. I just think <clears throat> everyone's like, I think when you make the music and you're around so many artists, it's kind of just like, you know, you understand that everyone's human at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just can't off the top of my head. I, I just don't. That's good though. Then. Like at the end of the day, like what I've realized too, like, Artists are just people, you know, it's just like a job, realistically. It's like, you're not, you're not, it's it's on a total different level, but you're not like fucking like, oh shit, look at the garbage man and fanning out over the garbage guy. That's his job. Just like yeah, music yeah. is your guys' job. For sure. I think. Nah. What's it like living there right now though? Because there's like, there are the fires, everything's like locked down right now, right? Like. It probably seems like a ghost. It's essentially the same as like living anywhere else. Nothing's nothing's going on. Yeah. All we all we really get to do is like you know, make music, find hobbies to do. You know, saying cook. Like we try to stay as active as possible. You know, so we be like playing soccer, chess. Homies just went to go golf at the driving range, like shit like that, because anything else is like a dub. Mm-hmm. Is there any new hobbies that you've picked up or have you, all those things you listed you've already been doing for a while? My biggest hobby? Chess. chess. Wow. With the clock too. Do you play against yourself then? I have, yeah, but I was just playing against the homie and on one. Just so we have that on record. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah, we have like six chess boards in here. They have like our own little chess league amongst like all the homies that make music. That's and awesome. Yeah, that's been like the biggest thing chess, golf, soccer. Um, what other hobbies are you picking up? <clears throat> I started this like side project um where i'm like studying fragrances to make my own fragrance oh shit it's gonna be something bougie as fuck sounding like your name even i feel like it's gonna be something like hard to pronounce and people gonna be like oh this is fancy (laughs) if not but you're funny though everybody says the same thing the cartier collection (laughs) is that the vibe i give up that's not a bad vibe. It's just like, I can't even pronounce your last album. Is it? Let me just try at least. It's Fluever. Forever. Forever? Just. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it French? Or are you just making it sound French? I made the word up. You didn't, you didn't get any 
French inspiration from it, though? Uh, cause you know the homies back home, they call me Jacuzzi the Flair, and then I took Flair and I made it a combination. I made it like a spinoff of the word forever, but oh, forever. Yeah, I think that's a good vibe though. You give off a like a like an elegant vibe. <laughs> Whatever that means, but I bet I bet you get that. Everybody says that, but it's like. <laughs> I'm just a nigga for real. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I take care of myself and I have certain standards, but I'm chilling. Yeah. That's where you gotta be. Mm. You can't be so uptight, even though there's a pandemic. Like, is there anything like you've learned about yourself during this whole pandemic? 2020 is over now. 2021 is, we're eight days into it, I think, right? I've learned that I'm a great listener. Mm. I've also learned that I'm a very patient person. You know, um, I feel like everybody around me has dealt with a lot of, with like some sort of chaos. Mm. And I just, you know, I'm a good shoulder to lean on for a lot of people. Also because I can micromanage my emotions, which can be good and a bad thing at the same time. But I feel like this whole time is like a lot of self-discovery that I probably wouldn't have gotten had we been like, you know, no pandemic. Yeah. Because we all would have been on the road, going out, doing all the regular shit <clears throat> that we would have been doing and not really taking time to like, you know, tap into like who we really are as people. And these are things that I'm learning and appreciating now. I can go another year in this pandemic. I wouldn't like to, but you know what I'm saying? Like at first everybody goes stare crazy because they don't know how to really be alone. You know what I'm saying? And there's a struggle in that, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you're used to being around people and you feed off that energy around, you know, uh, medium to large crowds. I understand that, but isolation is good, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of great moments that come out that come out of this pandemic and out of this time that we're in that we only thought was going to last a few months, but it's now coming on. It's almost a year. Yeah, it's crazy that a whole year flew by. Yeah, man. I promise you, though, I can only take so much. Some days it gets <laughs> to my head. I'm not going to lie. Some days I'm just like, I wish this shit would be over with. But at the same time, there's bigger issues going on in the world than what I want to do and the, the, the frivolous things I want to get into, you know? I definitely feel like people are either going to become come out of this like either strong-minded or very weak-minded and not saying that's a it's a very generalized thing to say but like the people that are going to come out more strong-minded are the ones that are going to people are going to notice the most self-growth through you know i feel like self-growth is like a huge theme or hopeful theme for a lot of people during this pandemic because if you were the type of person who started this pandemic thinking it was only going to last for like a week and kept that mindset or like almost a year 
down the hole now. So you, you, you had to have evolved. Or if you stay the same, everyone around you is changing and you're going to be stuck in the past. Facts. Yeah. And that would be <clears throat> tragic on your part and everyone else's part. Because if you got friends around you that really care about you, they won't let you still do the same shit that you've been doing. I feel like everybody should come out of this moment with something that they didn't have going into it. And if you didn't, you just wasted a whole year, a year that we won't get back. Mm -hmm. A year that the world just, like time just stood still and you're just allowed or given the opportunity to explore things you've always wanted to explore without that fear of, you know, I don't have the time to do it. You had all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody busy. <laughs> People got sh- shit to do. Yeah, but no one's really busy. You know? Yeah. It's like, we'll, like we'll have like, you know, a week where it's like, all right, we just want to work all week. Cool. And then the next week, it's like, we'll still get work done, but we won't put that much pressure on ourselves because, you know, as long as we're getting things done in incremental gains, we're still making progress, but we're not trying to do it do it every single day. Who the hell got time to do something every single day when, you know, you're not really getting much inspiration from going from your house to wherever you're going to get whatever done, you know? I think um, one thing that we took <clears throat> for granted is just social experiences and how much they fuel for someone like myself who's an artist, my work. Yeah. Just conversations with people, men, women, you know, even like family. I personally haven't seen my <clears throat> immediate family in like almost a year now. So it's like Jesus. It's it's kind of nuts. But it's kind of cool at the same time. Wow. Like, if you really just think about it, yeah, there's bad shit going on. But it's kind of cool that, like, everyone's going through it together. It'll suck if it was just, like, one country, yeah. you know. But we're all going through it together. And I feel like we're all going to bounce back together. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like you started this, like, because you definitely took, like, a hiatus from, like, 2018 until... 2020 do you feel like you started like your journey of like self-growth from 2018 or yeah for sure most definitely <clears throat> like i do like a lot of you know like there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that like really got in the way that really like discouraged me from doing anything i just didn't care anymore yeah hmm. it's just like everything just didn't even seem worth like me sacrificing my personal sanity for, and I feel like what's more valuable, you know, um, clout, money, or your sanity. I would choose my sanity any day of the week. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll just be cool off all this shit. You know what I'm saying? And then like, when I'm ready to put it out and like, I have everything taken care of behind the scenes, I'll be good. And now I'm just like, you know, getting back into the swing of things and getting the mo- like my momentum back to like, you know, what it was. 
Was 2020 supposed to be like a comeback year, do you feel like? You released a few singles. Yeah, most definitely. 2020, like, there was like a lot of plans and a lot of plans that just like, you know, didn't come to fruition because we were just hit with an unforeseen circumstance, the biggest of the unforeseen circumstances. <laughs> so it's like, what do you do? Do you just sit and complain or do you just adjust and make it work for you? And it took a long time to adjust <clears throat> because I also have like engineers that I work with and my main engineer is from London and went back home like a week before everything closed down. Uh, so he's been stuck in London for a whole year. Shit. You know what I'm saying? And then it's just like at first, no one was really going to studios because everyone was so scared to get it. <clears throat> so that took a minute. And then like getting back to the groove of like everything, it just, it, just, it, it was just a, a whole bunch of phases, you know? And then on top of that, trying to finish my project that had to take, you know, a little pause on because what everyone's going through and then personal stuff so yeah but 2021 we can still do the same thing but now that we're more accustomed to what's going on do you do you do you have like a new year's resolution some people don't even do it i don't i didn't even make one but no yeah no i did last year have like a vision board and everything and by the grace of God, I did really accomplish a lot on the vision board. But this year, I'm just manifesting. You know, I'm speaking out into existence. And it's not going to be a singular thing. It's going to be multiple things, you know. And it's not a resolution. It's more so, I don't know what the word is, but it's just more so like an everyday thing. And not just for this year, but next year and the years to follow. Yeah. I'm on that too. I feel that. Like, um, I felt like for a while I was like letting Jesus take the wheel and like just accepting everything that happened to me that was good was just because like Jesus was taking the wheel. And I feel like luck definitely runs out or so I need to, I've been focusing on not, even if it's not noticeable to other people, I notice when I'm sometimes like mentally lazy, you know? So mm -hmm. stepping out of that and actually like making sure, not hoping things get done, but making sure they get done versus just letting Jesus take the wheel. Okay. Yeah. So that music video that you did, like I think it was called Basement, one of them, the one that was released like last month, right? Yeah. How the fuck do people do, because I've been seeing that trend of like when artists are, there's like multiple versions of the artist like in the music video. How the yeah. fuck do people shoot that? Shoot on a green screen. Oh, and then, yeah, like you mark the spot where, you, where like you're like standing. You shoot in that spot, and you mark another spot, and you mark multiple spots, and then with you know editing and stuff, they just place multiple versions of you next to each other. And that was a dope video. Or like when you were like the, your mouth was open. That part was. Yeah, I, I think I have pretty good videos. You know, um, yeah. it's like very important to me to have like strong visuals. But yeah, I'm just going to continue to try to make my best 
videos possible. Oh yeah. I definitely can see that your music has definitely like matured. It's definitely, I can see the growth, you know? I hope so. Yeah. It's noticeable. You should be proud. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That means yeah. a lot. Yeah. That means a lot. Thank you. So what is some advice that you have for up and coming artists, creators, influencers? Man. <clears throat> Don't live in fear. Don't <clears throat> think about, you know, likes and clout, all that stuff. I would be more so focused on impact, how it makes people feel, you know? Um, the messages I get from people that say like, this song really moved me or this video really inspired me or this made me do this or this is the reason why I'm doing this right now means a lot more than like social currency. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and just take advantage of every moment. Every moment can breed a new opportunity. And if you get invited to a table and you're quiet and you're thinking about why you're at that table, you're not really taking advantage of that moment because the reason why you're sitting there is because somebody wanted you there. Yeah. You feel me? Hell yeah. That's my biggest advice. Good advice. And what is the easiest way for people to reach you? My Instagram, my Twitter, my everything is just Jazz Cartier, J-A-Z-Z-C-A-R-T-I-E-R. Hell yeah. Well, this is the NAS Podcast with... Jazz Cartier. <laughs>